Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We go in the Ferrari garage and then he has that terrible pit. Well, I didn't want to say nothing to you, but... It just seems when like I was ever there, since we were there. I did touch the car on the part for the rules. Oh, no. I may have moved a couple of things. <laughs> no. Only because I thought it would help. I got my screwdriver stuck in there. Welcome back to the Pit Stop podcast. We have just had the Baku Grand Prix and I don't think Fab's very happy. Not really, mate. No. Did you go to plan? Nah. I mean, you saw... Yeah, there was no words, was there? You saw me. Yeah, heartbroken. You yep. were crying at one point. Head in my hands. Wiping the tears away. Yeah, it's not great. I just... I don't really understand what's going on with Ferrari and every car that's powered by Ferrari currently. Mm, we'll definitely be getting dug straight into I that. I can't wait to just dive in oh, into me that. Me too, I'm so <sighs> ready. The race was a couple of hours ago. We would have been filming quicker, but someone's been stuck to their phone. What have you been doing on your phone today? Nothing. <laughs> Next question. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Nothing on his... Fab's on Bumble! <laughs> That's coming out. Can we... Why? Yeah, no, it's not can, your Can we just tell him your bio, please? My bio? Just quickly before... <laughs> no, no, just don't do this tell him your to me. Bumble bio. Why do you have to do this? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> There is no need to do this. What's your bio on your dating app? My bio is... I'm not saying it. You're not going to tell them what no. it is? Oh, should we start again then? No, no. No, it's fine. Roll. You sure? Just, just Basically, roll. his Bumble bio says that he's a Formula One presenter. <laughs> no. A Sky, Sky Sports F1 presenter. With a picture of you with a Sky Sports <laughs> mic. It looks Absolutely legit. Absolutely genius, it looks, it looks legit. To be fair, we are working with Sky Sports now. What have you got on your Bumble profile? We haven't got a Bumble profile Haven't yet. you? Haven't you? But yeah, we're working with Sky Sports now. Yeah, there you go. And we've got Sky Sports polos. Can't wait to clip this. And we've got Sky Sports mugs. Yeah, so basically, you're not even lying to people anymore because you are presenting something for Sky Sports. Well, did we or did we not sign a contract a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, with Sky Sports for yeah. that campaign. For, for not, one job. Not... But I don't give a shit. I'm fucking taking that to the nth degree. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd tell you all that's why we're filming a little bit later. But yeah, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix is being Fabio, gone. Fabio Brundle, you can Fabio, call him. Fabio Brundle. <laughs> I have made loads of notes today. Jake's notebook is back once Jake's again. Jake's notebook? <laughs> yeah. I like that. I've made loads. You've got a few as well. I've got loads, yeah. We probably we probably crossed the load over. But let's... um. Straight away, I'll say, did you enjoy the race? Because it's been bigged up as being everyone's like favourite race. A lot of people love Baku. What did you think about it? I enjoyed it because I felt like there was people at the front, which I wasn't really expecting. Gasly. Mm-hmm. Wowzer. Yeah. I mean, he qualified well anyway. Yeah. But I guess with the Ferraris being out, he was further up the grid than he would have been. But still, I was impressed by him. I was impressed by Lewis Hamilton's overtake. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton had an amazing race. Well, he run he won driver of the day, didn't he? He had he had an amazing race, but I think it was a shit race for him. Yeah. That porpoising man. Oh, yeah. So 
I don't know if you saw, but at the end of qualifying yesterday, there's a clip of Daniel Ricciardo going over in the media area watching the clip of Lewis Hamilton porpoising and Daniel Ricciardo's like, cool, my car bounces and it's oh, bad. Oh, it's never going to get like that, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's like, I can't even imagine what Probably going like to end up in eighth. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't even Australian. He's like, I don't even know how he drives in that. Yeah. And Hamilton was complaining yesterday and you saw it on that Mercedes today. Saw it, yeah. It he looked brutal. in agony. His head was bopping around like the Churchill dog. Mm. But he, he still he got, managed... Did you see him get out the car? Yeah. It like an old man. Like His back was fucked, mate. Do you want to know why no one would touch him? Or do you know why no one would touch him? What are you talking about? Why no one helped him out the car? Did you notice that? Oh, yes, yeah, rules. Yeah, it's park rules. You're not allowed rules. to touch other drivers. No, do you know why? Uh, it's just against the rules. I don't know. Fuck it's those. against the rules until they've been weighed. You're not allowed to touch a driver or the cars until they've been weighed. And oh. they have to make sure that they ever it was still within the regulation and stuff like that. Imagine if that was the same with like dating a girl. What? You're not allowed to touch him until you weigh him. <laughs> Why would you want to weigh him? Just to check they're full of enough love. Yeah. Yeah. The love levels, innit? <laughs> yeah. God, you chat some shit. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton was in pain. And to finish fourth after starting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth is pretty impressive. Great race for Russell again. Podium. His second podium of the season. The third podium of the season for Mercedes. That's great. Top five. Every race so far. George Russell was on fire. He is currently flying up the championship. He's third, mate. Wow. Mate, he's third. Where's Leclerc now? Sorry, no. George Russell is fourth. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Verstappen's first with 150 points. Perez second, surely. Perez second. Leclerc 129. Third. Leclerc 116. Russell hey, 99. What was, what's Verstappen got? 150. 150 and Leclerc's got 116. Yeah, Verstappen's 21 points clear of Perez. And Verstappen is 34 points clear of Leclerc now. So the gap is opening up. But like you saw it from a Ferrari fan's point of view. And you're a massive Ferrari fan. Let's talk about the beginning of the race. Straight away, Perez... Perez, love it. I'm gonna Perez had the Perez better start. Now. Perez had the better start. Got away 0.02 seconds quicker off the line. Oh, yeah, and he was straight away. Perez was Perez was out the front. He was like two and a half seconds. He had a good clearance on oh, we Leclerc. We thought he was gone. We and he, he was and gone. he absolutely smashed it. However, you saw the Ferrari starting to claw back over over a few laps, and, yeah. and Leclerc was making that time up. Yeah, he was. It's just an absolute. I I just I don't know because we haven't checked the news. I don't know if the news is even out yet about what's been going on with these Ferrari cars. I think for signs, it was a hydraulic problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the problem was for Leclerc. It looked like a power unit problem, but again, I'm not a mechanic and I don't really know what I'm looking for. Well, we had five DNFs today and four out of five of them were Ferrari-powered cars. Mm. Magnussen went, Joe went, Leclerc went, Sainz went and Stroll went. And a lot of there's, them for similar issues. There's something serious happening here. There is something seriously wrong with that Ferrari and car. And I don't liking it. It's not looking good. No. Because Red Bull made a significant amount of mistakes early on into the season, which cost them points. But you notice a lot of the time it happened to both drivers. There's definitely something wrong with that Ferrari and they're going to get lost behind Red Bull if Red Bull were doing that every week. However, we are only one third of the way through Yeah, the season. Yeah, so anything could happen. There's yet. still time. Still time for you Alonso. You can make up. You can, <laughs> don't even say it. <laughs> don't even get me started on Alonso. Speaking of Alonso, he did, did well today. Did he? Yeah. Where did he finish? I can't remember, but I just know that he would have probably done well. He did He did have a, He did have an okay race, I think. He finished in... I think that's eighth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seventh. Or eighth. 
I'm not sure. I made notes on my phone and I'm trying to read it down. One, two, three, the F1 four, app five, is only six, a, is seven. only a finger touch away. Seventh. He came seventh. Great. That's not a bad race for Alonso. I agree with you, though. He, wasn't he at 215 mile an hour? Yeah. Yeah, That's flying. mental. The Alpines, the Alpines are fast in a straight line. How on earth does he get 215 mile an hour? I swear they max at like 209. Orange juice. Yeah. I heard about that. Citrus. Yeah, straight where into did you the hear engine. that from? Uh, you know, you know, we've made all these friends now. So, so some, someone really high up in the F1 yeah. with all the facts. Yeah, that guy from the FIA. Yeah, what was his name again? I don't know. I think his name was Peter, but he was the same guy that ran to the pits when Sonoda got his duct tape on the back of his car. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I actually cracked up. So yeah, they, they called thinking, him in, and they're fucking gaffer tape it, gaffer tape, and Yuki's wing. I don't know how they got away with it because he was black and orange flagged because it's unsafe to drive like that. So they were going to disqualify him. It was like DNF, you can't go. But do you think there's going to be an investigation afterwards? I'll they're be probably, surprised if he doesn't get fined or something. There probably already has been something. Yeah, it didn't look quite right. And as he was doing it, that all the people putting on the duct tape were turning around as quick as they can. And they got Sonoda back out before the FIA guy came. But the FIA, FIA man was, oh, was running down to the, to the Alpha Tori garage to tell him he can't go. Didn't know that. But, and they got him back out. But the track temp today was 48 degrees. So you saw everyone doing different strategies which was probably one of the most interesting things to watch in today's race i mean as you know daniel ricardo started on hards when a lot of other people started on mediums if you're not in the points a lot of the time you'll start on a different time hey, we should celebrate daniel ricardo today yeah we should i feel like danny had a good fucking race he he had a good race but it it was a shame that he didn't quite get the advantage of the, another safety car or something because he dropped a load of places in the end when he had to pit yeah, which was a shame. But for a while, we, he was looking pretty strong. The Norris Ricardo thing is starting to look a little bit fishy. The whole drive to survive narrative seems to be like it may be playing it, out. It a little is bit. starting to like come to life a little bit. So I made notes of what happened at the end of the race because you know Norris was going to overtake. Norris was going to overtake Ricardo. Get rid of that. And um, he didn't quite get there because at the end he radioed in and they said. What did they say? I've made a note of it somewhere. Lando Norris wanted to position back off Daniel Ricciardo and Norris radioed in and said, is he going to give it back to me? Because Norris had apparently given it earlier. But what actually happened is Ricciardo said he was quicker. So they pitted Norris so that Ricciardo could do an overcut and just stay out longer and try the hards. And at the end, Lando radioed in and said, but this is for the finishing position. And that was interesting because obviously Lando assumes he's the number one driver. But then did you see what George Russell said after the race? Nope. On the, um, he was chatting to Naomi and Natalie and everyone. And um, they asked him how they pick the one and two drivers. Like, who is one and two at Mercedes? Like, how do they do it? And George oh, Russell yeah, said yeah, that yeah. Mercedes flip a coin. Wow. At the beginning of every race. Imagine if that was the same dynamic in like Red Bull's garage. Do you know what? I love that. I think that's the best way to do it. I love it. That's fair play to like... Well, I mean, Hamilton can't really say a lot about it at the moment because Russell's been better, but... But do you think they were doing that last season with Hamilton and Bottas? No. I feel like if one's on a title charge, they can't do that. You can't do that on a title yeah, charge. But even, or, or just any season before? No, I, I don't know. Well, apparently they've done it for the last three years. They could have been doing it at Rosberg. Apparently they've done it for the last three years. I don't know if I believe that. Well, maybe they have because Bottas did win races last year, but Hamilton was just quicker. That's, that's like what happened today. Perez wasn't told to let Verstappen through when he went past, but Verstappen was just so much quicker that they had to radio Perez and be like, no fighting. He's so much quicker. If no are, fighting. If you are so much quicker, then they do have to let you through. Like, that is fair enough. It makes sense. 
Look, I think that Ricardo deserves to get that that position today. I think Lando needs to suck it up. I think if just for just for a boost of something, boost of confidence, a boost of mindset. Hopefully, coming out of this race now at Baku, Ricardo may be able to just reset, refresh a little bit. He can say, "Look, I got eighth. It was eighth, right? Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Now we can move forward." And I think if he'd have taken another hit to his armor, then he he, he could just continue to crumble mentally. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know if it's that deep. I feel like it is that deep. Well, it was definitely better to get his position, but I think McLaren still wants so much more. I mean, when both Ferraris are going out and you're still finishing like eighth and ninth, this is a McLaren car. If the Ferraris were in there, that's still like tenth, eleventh. But that's what's so exciting about this year is the fact that we're seeing such a mishmash. I feel like of who's in the top ten. Like, where did Vettel come today? Vettel did good today. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you said that. Do you, you have his standings there? You are starting to see... Yeah, so Vettel did. Vettel had a great race. Vettel came seventh, I believe. Vettel came seventh. He went off into the... No, Vettel the, came sixth, sorry. He went off into the runaway area, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and you love the way he span around. On, like, turn he? two. And I thought it was the sickest thing, because he was flying down, and we saw it happen with K-Mag in qualifying, I think, or practice. He went off, and he got his car stuck, and he had to do, like, a 400-point turn yeah. to try and get out, which... By the way, apparently it's really hard to put a Formula One car into reverse gear. But when Vettel done it, he come flying down and he just drifted, <laughs> spin straight spun round, it round, straight back and out he was straight back out again. And yeah, he, he, he lost like he lost like one position. Yeah, and he came straight back. Vettel did have a great Incred. race. He likes Azerbaijan though, doesn't he? He was on the podium there last year. Was he? Mm. But like you say, it is interesting to see the Aston Martin climb climb a lot more. It's great to see. But it just it signifies really like how far ahead Red Bull are. I think. I, I do worry that this could be now a real one-horse race. I do think it could kind of be gone. Do like, you? I don't. Mate, Red Bull were nearly 100 points ahead of Ferrari in the constructors. That's a lot. Maybe, oh, maybe for the constructors. I don't know. Nah, it's still early. Yeah, it's still early, but Ferrari don't exactly look like they've got a car. Ferrari look like they've got a car that can get track speed, so they can get a qualifying time. But when it comes to an actual race, there's so many issues within the team, the car... I think Red Bull are used to... Yeah, you know I was thinking? What? All of Red Bull's issues have come. No, all of Ferrari's issues have come since we went in the Ferrari garage. <laughs> we go in the Ferrari garage and then he has that terrible pit. Well, I didn't want to say nothing to you, but... It just seems like ever there, since we were there. I did touch the car on the part for me. Oh, no! I may have moved a couple of things. <laughs> only because I thought it would help. I got my screwdriver stuck in there. Imagine people thought you were serious. I was like trying to help. News. We got sued. Imagine. Just to clear up, we didn't touch anything in the Ferrari Fucking garage. sue me. I haven't got anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's jokes. Yeah, no, there is a serious, serious issue with Ferrari. However, it's nice to know that it's not an issue with their drivers, really, because they're both mm. do- doing amazingly well. K-Mag's an amazing driver. Obviously, the two Ferrari boys, Ledge. I think if Ferrari can, like, sort their car out now, I actually couldn't believe it. Like, because after what happened in Barcelona... I thought, yeah. okay, this is going to be a lesson now. And then Monaco, they make the mistake with his pit. Yep. Yeah. To me, it feels like they're a historic team, one of the greats, if not the greatest, who have been, had a bad bad few years and maybe they're not used to like being this. I mean, they've got to be on the fucking money now because Red Bull are absolutely flying. Yeah. Red Bull are, op- are operating at their most streamlined they're most accurate. Like yeah, they're, they're just so on, they're it, aren't they? on top of it, man. And if, if Ferrari think that just because they've created a, a great engine, that's good enough. It ain't. I mean, every single member of that team is vital mm. to 
Do you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. But I thought Leclerc and Ferrari had won it today when they had done the undercut pit. You know, when the safety car came out, Red Bull stayed they out. Had. They had. And then Red Bull still needed to pit, and they were within nine seconds of the car. And I was like, if Red Bull pit, they're going to lose twelve seconds. But then both Ferraris just went out. Mm. They did it to themselves, which is crazy. I don't know how drivers deal with that. You travel all the way around the world. You do practice, 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 qualifying. All in that heat. 48 degree track, track temperature today. That's bloody hot. And That's the last the last two weeks have been leading up to, to this because we had a gap, right? Yeah, and then that happens and it's not your fault. And this is like your speciality. You're a Formula One driver. And I guess it's normal. This happens all the time to drivers. But my God, when you want to win a championship, there can't be anything more annoying. Someone, I saw the funniest meme on Instagram. It was like Leclerc getting out the car after DNFing and then loading spaghetti, loading <laughs> pasta into a gun, <laughs> just putting it to his head. <laughs> just cracked me up. He's not even Italian, is he? He's Mongassian. Mongassian? Yeah. He's from Monaco. He's from Monaco. He's not Italian. Or is he Italian? I don't even know if Monaco's Italian. No, he's Mon Moncasque. If Monaco's Italian, I'm just fucking dead. Roll the music! So if I go back through my race notes, I'm going to read through what I've wrote on some of the laps, and hopefully this brings back some memories for Fabs and for you listening at home. But on lap 24, Joe DNF'd, and that was when you are on the radio saying, are you kidding me? Again, on the radio. He went happy bunny. What a great race too. He was having, and then that's a Ferrari power unit, but he was having a great race. Joe is a good driver. I think Joe is actually a really good driver. I think he'll stay next year. It's not, I think it's cool to see how different drivers excel on different tracks. Yeah. I feel sorry for him though, because when it's your rookie year and you need to prove, and then he's not been getting very lucky with the car, that like he's had issues this season. It can't be easy for him to prove that he is a good driver, but obviously mm. the team have to take into account this. I him. think, oh yeah, I think they do. I think anyone who's watching him will will look over that. You think he'll be fine? Yeah, I think he. I think Joe's here to stay another year. Let's hope so. It was on lap twenty-seven. Alonso flew past Ocon on the straight, getting two hundred and fifteen mile an hour. The Don, two hundred and fifteen mile an hour ain't bad. Oh yeah. By the way, Baku signified the moment that Alonso became the longest ever driver to race in Formula 1 from his debut. Yeah, you said that. I still don't get it though, because Raikkonen's had got more loads more races. Alonso had a couple of years off, I think. But surely Raikkonen's still been a race more? Because he's got more races. No, but in, period of t in a period of time. So the, oh, what, the, so two, like the two years that Alonso wasn't racing, Raikkonen was, or I don't know how long he was off for, but... So he's just like been a Formula 1 driver? Yeah, from his debut till the current day, it is the longest amount of time someone has wow. raced, which is cool. So Raikkonen must have raced in them two years. So basically Alonso can't be far off. Mm, I guess not. To take him Raikkonen's record. I guess not. Maybe like 20, 40 races. I wonder if anyone will ever beat Raikkonen's record. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how many, what the difference is. And it I was Schumacher know. before that. It was Schumacher before that. What, with the most races ever? It's not done by races. It's just like period of time that they've been in Formula One. Got you. So years, essentially. That makes sense. Obviously we had COVID as well, didn't we? That fucked everything up. Oh yeah, they would have had loads of races off. So that, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works. but mm. Well, there was loads of different strategies and stuff today, which was really interesting. Loads of crazy shit happening. There was a thing on Sky Sports. They did it really well. It was a demonstration before the race about strategies and how this person thought about it. And it was a woman from Red Bull. And she was talking about explaining how they use intermediates last week. And it was really interesting to watch how they think about when tyres come out, they're not warm. 
and all that stuff. And then Red Bull double stacked when they did their first change today. And they absolutely smashed it because I really thought the race was gone when they didn't pit under that first safety car. Well, talking about like tyres and heat and stuff like that, do you see how long the front runners were on the grid for while they were waiting for the rest of the cars to join after the formation lap? Were they there for ages? Ages, man. That's straight. It's so long, isn't it? It is so long. And they can, the back ones can just drive like slow on it. The Ferrari, I think that's why Leclerc locked up. Mm. I even said to you before the race that's started. That's right, he locked up on the first corner, didn't he? That's why Perez went straight through. I said to you before the lap started, I said, I'm worried. Because I didn't, again, I didn't know this, but like different uh, <laughs> different tracks, like the fir- the pl- person on pole can be either side, either left or right. Like the, 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 tra- the grid setup is different for different tracks. Mm. And so pole this time was on the right-hand side. And the first turn was a left turn. So maybe left's even better. So I felt like if, yeah, if you're going to get a good start, I said to you, because P- Perez on the inside, I'm worried that he's going to take Leclerc in that first corner. And he mm. fucking did. It probably is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's better to be there on that track. Yeah. Because they've got to come round you, technically. Leclerc would have had to have got an unbelievable start ahead yeah, of Yeah, big Perez. push ahead to make it really worth it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I never really I didn't, what, so is it always swap on tracks? I don't know if it always swaps, but I, I just I remember seeing something on Formula One where it says pole starts on the right. Wow. T- on this track. So, I don't know, anyone out there who's listening, did you know that as well? I didn't, <laughs> of course I didn't know that. No. Well, I, I reckon had no the, idea. Do you reckon the listeners did? I don't know where they do now. Why don't you send us a fax? <laughs> send in your fax mails. You don't have to send fax mails, but you do have to like and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars if you haven't already. That would really help us out. Yeah, and like and subscribe our YouTube because we've got some absolute banging videos coming out. Oh yeah, this video is going out on... This is out at midnight tonight, but on Tuesday is a really good YouTube video. And, an, and two YouTube videos on the same day and a bonus podcast app, so... Yeah, there'll be another podcast live for you tomorrow. Yeah, and on Friday, my band's playing our gig in London, so everyone come down. Oh yeah, down. if you live near London, come say hello. If anyone lives in London, come down to Hoxton, at Colours in Hoxton on Friday. What time? Uh, I don't know, probably like six or seven. Can they buy tickets on the door? You can buy tickets on the door, but you can buy them online by going to the Alexis King's Music Instagram page and clicking our link tree. The How ticket much is link the is ticket there. on the door? I'm not sure. Online, they're 11 quid. So £11 is nothing. Yeah, come come along. Come see us. Fabs is going to be d- dancing. He's got brought this leather latex outfit and he's going to be playing the maracas. Yeah, and Jake's going to be there as well. He's playing the coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the coconuts for an... What time does it start? Probably around 7-ish. All right, 7-ish. Be there or be square. But you have to be there because I'm going to be there and I'm going to have a big dance. Yeah, we're all going to go out afterwards and get mashed up. So if anyone wants to come party with the pissed up boys... <laughs> Oh, God, what are you promising everyone?
Baku was Verstappen's 66th podium, which makes him the most accomplished driver in terms of podiums for Red Bull ever. Wow. So they've never had a driver get more than 66 podiums. But I, when they said that, I don't know if I've got that completely wrong, because I swear like Vettel was there and won world championships. But maybe he still didn't get more than 66 podiums at Red Bull. I don't know how many years he was there. That podiums, yeah, that's that strong. That is really strong. That's a really strong stat for such a young driver. Yeah. And the note I've got under that is where did Perez's speed go? Why couldn't he compete with Max? And it made me think, do you reckon if they want to keep both drivers happy? Because you know, like, the whole car is basically... You can control the whole car from where they are, right? On yeah, their computers remotely, or whatever. Yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Do you reckon they can just... Slow one down a little bit and speed one up a little Mate, bit without I... having to tell the drivers. Yeah. Do you really? Yep. Because that's a lot easier than radioing into Perez and going, you need to let Verstappen through. Just slow him down and speed him up. If they give themselves a bit of a leeway, they I have can control the this. two. However, I, do, I mean, I was thinking about this during the race and I was thinking... Oh my God, my sweat badges. God, I'm sweating my Jesus. balls off it. It's hot in this studio room with these lights. Um, you were thinking about this. I was thinking about this during the race and I was thinking that I think the drivers are so in tune with their car now. You have to think that because they spend their entire lives in these cars, mm. they're so in tune with it. It's essentially like another limb. Like it's like an, ex it's like an extension to their body. Yeah. I mean, you're strapped into that car. There's no room for movement. Like when once, it's like riding a horse. Like people say, when they ride a horse, and you truly ride like one horse, and you become at one with that fucking beast while you're riding it. It's just like an extension of you. So the car. That's why the cars are so finely tuned. So if anything was to be changed, I think the driver would notice it straight away. Really? So do you think if they were slowing them down or speeding them up, they'd be able to tell? Yeah. And that's why Ricardo is... The whole reason that Ricardo is saying he's not having a great year is because he's just not in tune with his car yet. It's just not set up to how he needs it to be. Well, do you think Hamilton's still not in tune with his car? And do you think Russell is? I think Mercedes are fucking all over the place with it with Hamilton's car at a minute. Why is it porpoising so much? Yeah, well, I don't get why Hamilton's car can be so... We say this every week. We do say it every week. But I still do not get it. Why is they so different? Right, Drive to Survive have offered Formula One billions of pounds, say, let's create a narrative this year. We're going to fuck Hamilton's car in the beginning and then we're going to give him some fucking orange juice and it's going to be <laughs> rocket rocket boosted halfway through the season. Lewis makes a crazy return out of nowhere, goes on to win the championship. He's not far off. He's not and terribly and far out. And it's the greatest ever ep season of Drive to Survive you've ever seen. Millions of pounds. Loads of new fans come to the sport. I would personally Wonderful. prefer it to be Russell. Imagine Russell this whole season doesn't finish out the top five and then starts winning a few in the middle. Russell could win. Yeah, or out of nowhere, Alonso just oh, comes and wins say. the championship. Yeah. If, if Alonso won the championship, I would do anything. I've said this before. What do you mean anything? If Alonso even wins a race this season, I'll do anything. I'll literally do anything you say if Alonso wins a race anything? this season. I don't know. Just, don't stare at me and say it in that creepy voice. I'm, do you know what I want to do? I mean, like, I'll do something crazy. Do you know what I want to do? One thing what? that I've always said I'd never do it. What? I want to jump out of an aeroplane. No, I'm not skydiving. Never. I'm so scared of heights. Same. Should I tell the people why I'm scared of heights? Yeah. It's a pretty fair, valid story as well. Do I know this? Yeah, I told you when I was abseiling. Oh, yeah. Go so on, I tell went the to story like a, I went to, like, a school trip. Uh, you know, like, how you do in, like, year four or five or whatever. And it was one of them abseiling walls where you, you know, abseiling, you, like, jump back, lean on the rope. 
but I'm scared of heights, so I climbed down. I like didn't want to do it on the abseiling side, so I did it on the rock climbing side when I got to the top. But I just climbed down the rock climbing wall, holding on, like dropping myself down. But I was still strapped in. I wouldn't jump back. The guys at the top standing, staring at me, going, "Jump back, jump back!" Telling me what to do. I wouldn't let go of the wall. And I'm just, I'm looking there, looking up at the guy talk to me, holding on on these rocks, climbing down. And I just hear this noise. And then I look down. That, and, that must be the scariest noise ever. Yeah, but I was a bit younger, so I didn't really think about it. The repercussions of, like, death when you're younger are not... Oh, you don't think about it. Mm. If you're not scared of it, you don't know it's there, really. I just have the funniest mental image of you just being glued to this wall. Yeah, mate. Well, I was, because I'm so... You know I'm scared of heights. I don't even go to the edge of balconies. And I was clinging on for, for anything. Bear in mind, I should have been on the abseiling wall. I was the only one doing it on the rock climbing wall, because I was scared. And I'm holding on and my rope just goes straight out from under me. I look down at my buckle and I'm no longer tied in. Mm. I'm like three quarters up his abs anymore. If I fell, I was 100% dead. And the guy at the top just jumped straight down, swung straight down and clipped me straight back in. And I was there with my brother. My brother was still quite young as well. And we never really thought anything of it. It wasn't until we got a bit older and we spoke about it. And we were like, oh my God, if I was not on the rock climbing side, I was 100% falling. It was the same rope, the same buckle. Do you know what's so crazy, though? And this is another one of your stories, but I want to tell it. The fact that you've done that and you tell me you're scared of heights and, like, you're scared of, like, going on planes, yet you got strapped to the fucking wing of an airplane and flown upside down. Not upside down, but it did do tricks. Mate. Yeah, I know. I went. I stood on the top of the airplane, but that was for Coke I thought TV. It, I thought it did a loop de loop. No, it did. Did it? I don't even remember. It flew around, but yeah, that was the scariest day of my life. But the problem was, I said to the producer John, I used to host Coke TV. It was great fun. I said to the producer John, um, "I'll do anything on the last shoot, but just don't tell me what," because he knew there was a few things that I didn't want to do for heights. And I said, "I'll do it once throughout the whole season. I'll do it on their last shoot." You can do anything and I'll do it. And I promised him. And I turned up in the middle of this fucking airfield. And they told me I was standing on the top of a plane. That's brutal. Mate, it was that, petrifying. That is... Do you know the worst bit about it in the video? Is I hadn't been briefed that they were going to go up and then nosedive. I hadn't been briefed on that. I'd just been told they were going to fly around. I think... It started nosediving. I would rather skydive than do that. Yeah, on reflection, I'd rather skydive and do that. Maybe we can think of some, like, charity thing. Do you know what's so great is that I just... If 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 this carries on the way that it's going and we end up, you know, carry on doing this crazy shit, which we're so blessed to be doing, by the way, if this trend carries on, we will... There will be a point where you and me are going to be skydiving. Yeah, probably. And I don't want to do it either. No. But, but a part of me does. A part of me just wants to tick it off the list and be like, I've done it. Yeah, I and, wouldn't mind doing it. But I wouldn't want to do it, like in Dubai above like the palm we should do I mean? it over a Formula 1 race weekend I'd, I would want to go with with like Ollie Ollerton and like Jason Fox and do it out of a fucking military like Chinook or some shit <laughs> over over somewhere crazy and do it in all the gear and everything who knows what guests we may have on the whole idea of the video with Ollie Ollerton is one because he's a new Formula 1 fan so the podcast on Tuesday is all about how he became a new fan what he thinks about Formula 1 stuff like that mainly his, about crazy SAS yeah shit. some of his crazy stories <laughs> But the idea in it is if we can get people who like Formula One on on the podcast, but then also do what they do. So he does like SAS. So we did a bit of SAS training. If you can do that alongside, we can then get so many guests on and we can create content for you guys doing so much crazy shit. Like we could do anything. Just had the sickest, sickest idea ever. I had the sickest idea ever just now. What is it? Well, you know, Ollie's story about how he was, I don't want to spill the beans for like the episode which is going to be coming out. Yeah. The story he told when he was on the highway. Yeah. And he said, we should, 
do that in Formula One cars. We should try and set up a track day where we take turns. Like if we can get someone else like Jason Fox or someone else like that, I, I'll be paired with one of them. You're paired with one of them. We've got to drive around a racetrack and there's targets set up and they've got like a paintball gun and they've got to hang out the back of the car. <laughs> we drive. We've got to set the quickest lap and they've got to try and shoot as many targets as they can. And whoever team gets the most points combined, I don't know. Fucking that wins, would be pretty crazy. Wins an ice cream. I like, I like the brain. Yeah. That's gone. That's crazy idea. Mate, like, the way you thought of that. That could be genius. Any ideas you ever have or any like influencers, famous people, anyone you know in the world, just someone interesting with something fun we could do for a video, send us a message on at pitstop on Instagram and we'll try and get them as a guest. Because if we can do like that, even if they're a bloody figure skater. Yeah, anyone care. you want to see, F1 related or not, we'll reach out, we'll try as and As long as they happen. like Formula One, they can be a new fan, they could have watched it once. We just need to have a little bit of Formula One chat. The greatest thing about it is we're never short of ideas, so we, we, we can make funny things happen. It was great with Ollie because he was in SAS, so he's so skilled and trained and understands the mind a lot. So we were talking about like the mind of a Formula One driver, like how they deal with things, the pressure, you know, the timing on everything and that was great to get his input on it so as long as we can relate it send us a message and let us know who you think would be a great guest yeah and on that note liver king out <laughs> fab's been loving liver king yeah i do i do enjoy you watch watching so many his weird, instagrams you watch so many weird youtube videos man i don't even watch youtube why eat a vegetable when you can get down on a testicle Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the Baku Race Weekend. Oh, that rhymed. There'll be a new episode tomorrow. You probably, well, you'll be listening to this on Monday. The one coming out tomorrow is a great new episode. We need all of you to get behind it because it's our first time trying something a bit different. And it would be amazing if we could see like a spike on Tuesday in the views and see that you guys are loving it. So please do like, subscribe to the podcast, rate your five stars, and we'll see you guys on Tuesday and on Thursday. Wow, yes. we're busy, aren't we? Wow, yes, we are. We're proper Formula One in at the moment. We're going to get a lot busier. Oh, it's only going to get busier. When's the next Grand Prix? Is it Canada? Ca Canadian, yeah. Montreal. Canadian Grand Prix, Montreal. How many yeah. weeks? Next weekend. Should we try and go? I think it's next weekend. Should we try and go? Yeah, all right. Yeah, we, we haven't got any money, but... We yeah, let's, let's, let's try. When we didn't know we'd be at Barcelona, we could be going. Didn't know we'd be anywhere else that we've done in the last six months. Until about two days before. <laughs> all right, yeah. guys, we'll update you if we make it to Canada. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the Grand Prix. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Liver King out! Why'd you say that? Powered by Spirit Studios.